0: Good morning, Maud. How are you doing today? Good
1: morning.
0: And happy Women's Month.
1: Thank you so much, and good morning to you too.
0: Um, We're actually really excited to have you, particularly today, because I would want to take you back to how we started our show. So we were talking about the transition that's going on with people in terms of not really pursuing... traditional, a traditional education path. So we're talking Mm -hmm. about people are now in this hustle culture versus Mm -hmm. pursuing education. And I think Mm -hmm. it's very interesting that we have you as a guest because you have had quite an interesting life journey and educational journey. So I think Mm -hmm. to start off with, um, could you give the people a a background of who you are?
1: Oh, thank you. Um, So my name is knowledge from that obviously um i was born in Gokwe, 1997 so which makes me about 25 between 25 and 26 um i'm a chartered accountant and i currently just work remotely um which means like i'm a professional but i work remotely and um how is it off office well most probably people would know me as the girl that went to university when i was 14 which happened about eleven years ago. And um the main thing the I think the fascinating thing that fascinated people the most was the fact that I had to study by myself. Um I skipped grades in primary school and then because I was staying in the raw areas I did not have um there was no high school in the place that I was I was staying and I had to study on my own which made which made it possible for me to write my O level a year after grade seven. And then from then, I then did my Form 5 and Form 6. And by the time I was 14, I then enrolled at um, at the University of Zimbabwe for my accounting degree. Then after that, I did my master's at the same university. And then I also did my postgraduate certificate in accounting before starting my articles of flagship at Deloitte. I think in a summary, that is uh, who I am. So, I
0: mean, no, it's a great summary. Um, in terms of the educational journey and what we were speaking about before, I think it's interesting mm-hmm. that you started at a very young age pursuing mm-hmm. all these things. What, was it always your goal to be such a high achiever?
1: Uh so, for me, the goal was never to be a high achiever. The goal was to survive. <laughs> it's very funny um, because at that time, so I was born in, very, in, in the rural areas and I was born to a very poor family. In the, like, by rural areas standards, we were actually that poor. So I was made to understand from a very young age that the only way out uh, for me was to go to school. My family tried vending over at the highway uh, to sell, you know, different wares. we sold everything from biscuits, fish, sweet, everything. And to me, it, it did not change my family's life. So I did not believe hustling would change my, my family's life because my, my brothers, my uncles, everyone was in the hustle culture and I did not see them... Um, changing anything but the one thing that they did not have was an education so when i was told that if i was to focus on school i would change my life i believed it and i just chose to focus on it that is why you see even when there was no school i always read ahead because i was i believed that this was something that was going to change my life that's how i managed to skip in primary school and then um in in secondary school because there was no school day. But I I believed that the only way I could change my life was by going to school. That's why I could get the energy and the determination to study on my own. Because I believed the change to my life was in going to school. So it wasn't really about overachieving, but it was mm-hmm. about surviving. Yeah,
0: that's actually you know it's a very interesting take on the topic because what I'm hearing is that you grew up amongst people who are within hustle culture and you yeah. saw that maybe I would want to go a different way to get a different result. So I'd wanna yeah. know,
1: did you get a different result? I did. Um, for, for me, I would say for me it worked out, and I do believe it it worked out for a lot of people. I think one of the things that um, I also credit. Uh, with why it worked out for me is well, we cannot take away the the number of people that came through to help me because I think after my Form 4, for Form 5, Form 6, I got a scholarship, and then for university, I also got a scholarship. But the one thing that I would also credit so much with it working out for me is the fact that I had mentors. So because I, I became this public person, uh, you know, oh, there's this child, this child, this child. A lot of people were very, um, what did I say, interested mm. in in me so, because they were so interested, I got access to people that the ordinary person would not have access to. So, for example, how I got to be a CA is because uh, one of the partners at Deloitte called me and said, "Do you do you know what a CA is?" When I was like almost finishing my degree, he said, uh, "Do you know what a what do you want to do after your degree?" Uh, at that time, I wanted to go work at this other company which had sponsored me because for me that was the well in the world, in the realm that I was operating and those are the careers that I knew. You become a teacher, you become um, these other careers, you know, not not shading any of them, but I'm saying I do not know that there could be access to other things more than what was surrounding me, and the the only way I could access those or know about those, like for example, a chartered accountant. No one in the raw areas knows what a chartered accountant is. Mm-hmm. But you yeah, to take a chartered accountant calling me and saying, "Do you know what a chartered accountant is?" I'm like, "No." Mm-hmm. Like, "Oh, do you know what Deloitte is?" I'm like, "Uh, I've heard about it." But I don't really know. He's like, okay, come to my office. <laughs> let me show, let me talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. Then I went to their office and then they explained to me. You know what? Um, this is what a chartered accountant is. This is what mm-hmm. they do. This is what you will be able to do uh, with your with with being a chartered accountant. And one of the things that I always speak when I talk about that story is, he said to me, "Do you ever dream about taking your brother? Because I have a little brother, Muku." Mm-hmm. And he said to me. Do you know that you could afford to take MOKU to Paris? I'm like, huh? There are, careers that, like, there are jobs that give people that much money. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yes, yes, yes. And then he led me on the path to becoming a CA. So it did work out for me, but I can never discount the help that I got and the mentorship. Because I think one of the key things, for, especially for girls, is knowing what to study. Mm-hmm. Look, you
0: know, now, yeah. I, now I'm even more interested because I'm, I'm, I'm curious if it had mm. been a lawyer or a surgeon who came up mm. to you, would you have been a lawyer or a surgeon?
1: Um, probably, because, like I mean, um, if you are poor, mm. one of the reasons why you want an education is to make money. Mm. That is the honest truth. And for me, studying accounting was because I thought this is the intersection of numbers. I'm very good at numbers and business. Yeah. I thought I met the intersection of business and um and and math, which brought me to money. So if a high earning surgeon had come to me and said, "Look, Look at my field of cars. This is what you can do if you get if you become a surgeon. I probably would have gone that Wow. So, well.
0: You know, like going back to your journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um there's been and you said that people started noticing me and saying, well, Do you know about Maud? Do you know about Maud? And then that's how you got this opportunity, for example, to be a yes, C A, yes, yes. But I'm more yes. interested in like the effect on that on you as a person. Did you feel mm-hmm. any sort of pressure once you weren't doing it for the Fact of I want to survive, was there ever a shift to I want to do it to impress people or to become um, the person that people see me as in their minds?
1: Um, yes, for a while. I'll take it back to probably 20, 2018. That's the year I did my postgrad. Certificate in accounting, which is more in line with the professional path to becoming a children accountant, and then um, the same year I graduated with my masters. Masters is more of a path to becoming a, an academic. Those two paths don't really interact. Mm. They're not. They're not the same. Um, they are quite distinct. Mm-hmm. Although it's all accounting, they are quite distinct. But I did my masters because. One of my mentors thought me getting a PhD was the best way for me. And one of my mentors wanted me to be a CA. And I thought, how about I make both of them happy and do both uh, and do both. And, well, I did not lose anything, I don't think it was necessary, which is why I never then proceeded to then do uh, a PhD. Because after after my master's, I then had to sit down to say, but what do I really want? Yeah. Which path do I really want to take? That's why I then never then proceeded to do a PhD.
0: And what is that? If you were asking yourself the same question today, what would be the answer to that?
1: Uh, what do I really want? Yeah. Uh, in terms of my career? Hmm. In my career, I'm trying to uh, figure out a way where I can work at the intersection of finance and public service because I do realize that I've been given a gift. I've been given a story that not many people can relate to. I mean, it's a story of humble beginnings and then becoming this person. I, I in, my, in my wildest dreams, I never thought I would be here. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that I have, been put in this position to make an impact to the world beyond me and my family. So I'm trying to find a way that I can operate at the intersection of finance and public service so, that you, so that's how you see me sitting on the Zimbabwe Youth Council board. You see me on the Portrait board. I'm trying to make an impact to make sure that I use that finance to change people's actual lives.
0: Well, whilst we're here, um, and before we round up, I guess let's, let's rehearse. Let's rehearse your career in empowering women and empowering other disenfranchised people. How best um, would we be able to empower the young girls out there? What message would you give?
1: Uh, the message that I would give um, to, to, to young girls, especially to young girls, is, um, number one, please know that you're able to do everything and beyond, beyond what? Take your wildest dreams, you know, that you are able to do beyond that. We have similar capacities to even our male counterparts in terms of our brain and how it works. And then also, number two, as early as you can in your career, Find yourself a mentor, someone who will be able to guide you. Of course, you still need to retain yourself and who you are. But as early as you can, find a mentor, somebody who has walked the road before. That person doesn't have to be a female as well. It can be a male person. And um, find a mentor, and they will be able to also guide you in the path that you want. And the other thing is we all um, have a very religious Nation. people talk about grace and praying you can never discount the value that grace does in one's path, but you can also never discount the hard work that is required if you want to get into being especially if you want to be a boss babe the hard mm-hmm. work that gets into that
0: facts wait no no no. Yeah. we're rehearsing and tiffany role play what would you say to someone who would say that
1: Cannot uh, marry really like me. The one thing that I then figured out is, if you don't have money, uh, you have to figure out your gift and be good at it, mm-hmm. because the only way you're going to get people to notice you is to be exceptional. There has to be something chirukurira uh, about you for people to want to invest, to invest it in you. So that could be your fifteen points. That could be your twenty points. Although well, I don't advise people to do the, the four subjects, But that could be your, <laughs> your 15 points. That could be your amazing in sports. That could be you're doing your designs in a way nobody has ever done it. Whatever you find your hand to do, do, do it as unto the Lord. That's what the Bible says. Do it is unto the Lord. In that way, you'll be able to be exceptional. And once people notice that you're good at something, you have a skill, it's something people are not afraid to invest in projects that make sense. Wow,
0: honestly, thank you so much for having this conversation with us. I know you're already known to be exceptional in education, but you're an exceptional human being, and I think that a lot of people hearing that message are going to be very empowered and inspired by you. so I think continue doing the work that you're doing and being the person that you are, man.
1: Thank you so much, thank you for having me and apologies about the networks I I. Alrighty,
0: thank you. Maud, you're a superstar. You, You inspire a lot of us. Continue to shine, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you
1: so much.